chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome to the State of Cannabis, bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. Advocates and analysts will join us to discuss the ongoing path to reform and legislation. Now, the State of Cannabis, with your host, Dave Inman. Welcome to the State of Cannabis, keeping you, our listeners, on the pulse of what's happening in cannabis today. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us today, we have Dakota Blue, Vice President of the Green Union. Uh, Dakota is a veteran advocate and former U.S. Marine. Uh, Dakota, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. So I was uh, poking around on Facebook and uh, saw a video exchange between you and Senator Jones. And I'd just kind of like to dive into that real quick. Tell, uh, tell us a little bit about this exchange. Oh, man. Um, well, I had went there down to the, 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 the Judiciary Committee. I was there to protest um, them from passing uh, House Bill 4209. And uh, it's, it's you know, before I go into depth, you know, it's a great recreational model, but the gist of it is all is that they, they tax patients. And I don't have a problem myself paying taxes, but I know there's a lot of people who are on Social Security and don't make a lot of money, who already pay a lot of money for the medicine. And so, uh, you know, it's just the legislation that they were putting forward hurts them. And then there's been a lot of families that have been raided by the police, um, drug task forces, and uh, some of that tax money was going to go to them. And uh, to me, it didn't seem fair that, you know, you can use a law to kick in these doors and steal everybody's possessions, but then you're just going to turn around and, you know, reward them with some more money. And it just, it was a whole, you know, bureaucratic mumbo jumbo in that bill. And I went to protest it and, you know, I wanted to sit down and explain my story, let them know who I was and, you know, let them know that the police are being used as thugs, you know, and it's, 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 it's legal. How did that exchange turn out? Well, I was going, I, I mean, I let them know, you know, this is what I did when I was in the Marine Corps. Uh, you know, I'm a little twisted in the head, but I was going into letting them know, like, you know, I've got nothing but love for law enforcement officers, but the way the law is written right now, it allows our drug task forces to go in and kick in doors. And before I even got to explain anything, um, he cut me off when I, you know, said that these guys were jackboot thugs. And so it got a little bit twisted from there. And I just tried to let them know, it's like, hey. You know, I fought for my right to speak, and if I need to, you know, speak, then I will be heard. And I guess, you know, he doesn't believe in freedom of speech, or I don't know, but I guess I was being offensive towards him. And so he decided to kick me out when I, uh, when I wouldn't, you know, bow down to his gavel. And, you know, that's the most preposterous thing in, in, in my mind that could, that it could occur uh, when we have a, a, a veteran, a wartime veteran, that uh, just simply is trying to exercise their thoughts, uh, that it would be quelled so quickly. Mm-hmm. And really, I, I just it, – it rang true when I saw it. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's these types of incurrences that keep happening that keep cannabis down. Um, where mm-hmm. they don't let our voices be heard. And um, thankfully, we have, you know, social media, things like that, that we can actually chorus together and we can resonate something uh, so people can hear what we have to say. But, uh, you know, it just really brought me right back to, uh, you know, 10 years ago when I saw it and just how backwards uh, the, the, our lawmakers tend to be. 
So, uh, you know, I want to I want to highlight uh, also uh, the, the Green Union. Um, now, you're vice president of the Green Union. Tell our listeners uh, what the Green Union is. Right now, it's in uh, it's in Flint, Michigan. We started out a couple of years back in uh, Lansing, Michigan. And we um, our president, Stephen Jacob Lull, who was uh, the guy who went on the road with me when I was traveling around with a band. You know, he uh, he went out and he secured a building and he set it up. We um he provided a place for bands to go and record and play live shows and have community gatherings. And so um, we ended up losing the building there in Lansing. We moved up to Flint, and it's just kind of been blossoming little by little from there. And the idea is starting to pick up in other states around the country, too. It's just these veterans and these good-hearted people just want to come together and support each other. Um, you know, they're done with the drama. They're done with the bickering. They just want to do something. And so, you know, everybody brings a little bit to the table and we're able to, we're able to do a lot with that. So what are the types of, uh, uh, things that, uh, the green union would do? Shoot, man. It's, uh, it's really anything really. It's, uh, if anybody says, Hey, I need help, you know, I need, uh, I can't move things in my house, you know, because, you know, I'm disabled. So we'll send a few people over there, help them move. Our big thing is providing food and clothes to people, um, who've lost their homes, um, me specifically, I go out and kind of deal with more of a, you know, the political thing. It's not like an official title, but I just, you know, that's kind of my specialty is talking with these senators and trying to get legislation changed in our favor. And, um, yeah, the, uh, the other guys in the other states, they're just, you know, the same idea. They want to uh, come together and there's all sorts of little groups out there and it's all about bringing those guys together too, to make a, make a bigger voice. Now, is it uh, predominantly uh, just additional vets that you assist, or is it anybody? It's anybody. We we started out as a veteran organization, but then we saw that, you know, everybody needs help. And so uh, we uh, start, you know, it just became a community-based thing. It's um, any, especially there around in Flint, especially with the water crisis going on, we, uh, we all have people drop off supplies there, and we're able to hand them out to the, the people in that area as well. Excellent. And, and, you know, obviously Flint needs a lot of, uh, a lot of help, um, not just because oh, yeah. of the water crisis, but, uh, you know, just the dire state, uh, that Flint is in as, as well as Michigan in a whole. I mean, uh, you know, looking at, uh, just the, the, the once bustling landscape that it, that's now just uh, an empty skeleton for the most part. Um, it's so definitely uh, commend what you're doing and, and the need is definitely there. Uh, so we, we definitely appreciate uh, your, your efforts, uh, assisting, uh, assisting all these folks that really do need assistance. Um, so I want to dive back into, uh, uh, to the, uh, the, the, the ballot initiative that you were, you were opposed to. Now, what was the, uh, the ballot measure again? Um, it was the one that the, the, the legislators are putting forward is house bill, uh, 4209. They just, they recently passed it and it's got to go to, uh, governor Snyder now. So we're just waiting on him to sign it. And then, um, I recently, um, took the state of Michigan to federal court over um, the MI legalized ballot proposal, and that's the uh, the people's and one of the people's initiatives. There's uh, a few out there that have started, but um, the one that I support is MI legalized. And so uh, they they tried pulling some dirty stuff where they say you can only collect signatures within 180 days for it to be effective, and um, so that's kind of uh, another thing that I was fighting. And so we ended up going outside the uh, 180 day mark, but we had shoot, I think 150,000 more signatures than we needed. And so we just wanted them to be counted so we could be on the ballot for 2016, but we got denied. You know, 
it, it's it's amazing to me how many different ways laws become laws when you go state to state to state. You know, here in Arizona, we have a uh, we have people's initiative, citizens' initiatives that we can file, mm-hmm. um, which are, are beautiful. You know, uh, that the the citizens themselves can can. Uh, uh, rise up and write their own law, provided that they get uh, signatures. Not every state has that. Sometimes you actually have to amend the Constitution. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. it only is through the legislature. Sometimes it has to be a supermajority. Uh, you know, it's it's really it's insane the uh, that there isn't just a, a level playing field. But then we also have to look that uh, you know we're an assemblage of union. Uh, you know, we're assemblage of of several different states to to form this union, and we all have our different uh, opinions on how it should go together. You know, so it's it's mm-hmm. it's. One of those things too with uh, with the the laws, you know, which one is good, which one is bad, um, and in in my humble opinion, often it's just let's get something on the books. <laughs> but I mean, exactly. obviously, if you do have you know more than one option, you should definitely weigh and measure the option uh, most accordingly. You know what is going to be the most beneficial, but also what is the highest probability of success. Um, you know, because that's you know the more the more laws we get on the books, the more uh, voice we have, the more legitimate we become. And uh, you know, for me, uh, that's that's really the name of the game is getting uh, getting our our, uh, our voice that that chorus uh, to to really resound. Yeah, and I've I've noticed that uh, you know I've only been in this game for. Um, just a couple of years now, and the one thing I've noticed is that Michigan is very, very notorious about not listening to what the people have to say or listening to the needs of the people, and uh, it, it's it's very, very largely ignored, our voice. And so they just, they just pass all these laws that really end up hurting us. And they pass stupid laws, too, and it's out of control. And then they go ahead and, I mean, I know that 180-day rule, but they just go ahead and vote to enact it and, you know, put the voice down, and that's what they're, that's what happened to me in the Senate chambers. You know, it's like, here I am telling you what is going on, what the people need, what is going on in the real world. And then it's just shut down. They don't give a damn um, what we have to say. It's all about, you know, how can they benefit? And if, um, you know, they're not feeling the support in their district or wherever, they just draw the, the boundary lines, you know, the gerrymandering. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing until a couple of years ago. And that, that blew my mind. It's like, it's, uh, you know, we're completely, we're almost completely helpless. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, in, it's just incredible, you know, the, uh, the lack of commitment our lawmakers generally have to the populace. We've got to take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we've got Dakota Blue with us, State of Cannabis. We'll be right back with you, folks. Stay tuned for more State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com when we return. Mindful of sustainable practices and limiting their environmental footprint, Sansal hemp is always grown outdoors, as nature intended. By starting with uniform genetic profiles, Sansal ensures the plant will maintain its optimal performance and yield consistently throughout its life cycle. It is through innovative processes that Sansal is able to achieve pure whole hemp extracts and meet industry requirements and the level of quality desired by many of their customers. Healthy plants healthy people. SansalCBD.com. Improve your lifestyle naturally. While the feds and state are doing their dance, you still need to transact business and manage your cash. Go professional and let your customers pay with PayQuick. They pay you and they earn rewards points. 
PayQuick connects to your bank account for free and secures all of your transactions. And with PayQuick, you can pay your producers and processors for free. Plus, it pays to have it because it makes depositing your cash safe and so easy. No cops, no crooks, just compliance and comfort, knowing you have your cannabis business in check with PayQuick. PayQuick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. The political climate is at a fever pitch. And the fight for the social fabric of America is set for battle this November. Tuesday, November 8th, the cannabis liberation movement takes a huge step forward. And Cannabis Radio is here to chronicle this legendary moment. CannabisRadio.com and the Cannabis Radio News team will feature wall-to-wall live coverage of all the coast-to-coast voting of state amendments, ballots, propositions, and initiatives that will further progress the cannabis crusade. Join us November 8th for Vote 2016, the path to cannabis freedom, only on CannabisRadio.com. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com. Once again, here's Dave Inman. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us today, we have Dakota Blue, Vice President of the Green Union, uh, also a former U.S. Marine and veteran advocate. Uh, Dakota and I, we were just talking about uh, a recent exchange uh, that uh, he had had with uh, Senator Jones out of Michigan over there. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to talk about your, your service, if you wouldn't mind. Um, so, so often we have our, our heroes uh, return um, with uh, more on their mind than they should have. Um, and often they are going to opioids and prescription drugs that the VA would rather prescribe them than cannabis. Um, you thankfully are, are one of the uh, the outspoken uh, uh, vets that uh, has found cannabis and found it to be beneficial. So tell me about that road. Tell me uh, tell me how you found cannabis and and how it benefits you. Um. Well, I was um, I was I was diagnosed with post traumatic stress pretty much as soon as I came back from Iraq. Um, I mean, we filled out these questionnaire forms before we even, you know, jumped on the plane to come home over there, seeing if we were suffering any symptoms. And um, as soon as I got back, I think it was maybe, maybe a month and I was seeing the, the division shrink. And um, yeah, within, you know, 10 minutes of a meeting, I was already put on two different drugs. And uh, so I took them, you know, and I, I didn't, I, I didn't feel like anything was wrong. I mean, I was having nightmares and um, a little bit of anger issues, but you know, I didn't, I didn't feel like I was crazy. And just as time went on, I started noticing more and more issues, um, becoming more hostile. The, the nightmares become more intense. Um, I was fighting with my wife at the time, 
Um, and, uh, you know, and, and their answer was to put me on more and more and more pills. And even, I mean, even before I got out of the military, I was hostile. Me and my wife broke up. Um, I had a couple bouts with uh, suicide, um, where I attempted suicide a few times and, yeah, and uh, my problems were never really addressed. It was always, okay, let's this pill's not working. Let's try this one and see where it goes. And when I got out, um, I immediately went to the VA and it was the same story. They switched around my medication, put me on different stuff, and it just it wasn't that wasn't going anywhere. Um, you know, I was severely depressed. I was pushing all my loved ones away, my family. Uh, my marriage was, you know, over at that point, and. Um, yeah, there was one night, um, that was about a week after I started a new medication called Depakote where, uh, I, I, I lost it. I, I said, screw it. I picked up a, a rifle and was walking out the door to, 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 to go shoot my wife's lover. And, um, my dad stopped me and he, he talked some sense into me and put down the gun and, you know, he was the one he's like, you need to put your life into perspective. This isn't right. You're not doing good things. You need to figure, you know, you figure your shit out, you know, essentially. And um, so, I, you know, I, the very next day, I went and hung out with a friend and smoked a joint with him. And I mean, snapping my fingers, everything had changed for me. Uh, everything slowed down, and just I relaxed. I slept for the first time in like what was it like four years almost, and. It just it, it was just an immediate change. Um, it's almost like, you know, when Dorothy, after she goes through that tornado, opens up the door and everything's all in color, it was like life was beautiful again. And, um, you know, I, 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 I didn't take a single pill after that. And that was, oh, I want to say, probably 2008, 2009 is when I stopped taking the medication and just solely used cannabis. And it was, it's, it's been a struggle. It's been a battle. But um, I think most of my mental damage came from the pills I was taking from the VA. You know, when I sit down and think about the, sh the stuff that I went through, um, I think after a while, you know, you kind of become all right with having survived war and done all that stuff and seen the horrible things. But the pills, man, they, they, they mess with your brain chemistry. And I'm, I'm pretty convinced that, you know, that's, that's where most of the damage is coming from. It's not. And Go ahead. Yeah, you know, it's it's just, uh, you know, it's incredible to me that uh, we, we can send our, our soldiers out to war and then we just, uh, the only thing we want to do is silence them with uh, pills or just not letting them speak. Uh, you know, it's, 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 I know a lot of vets uh, here in Arizona, we, uh, uh, several of us uh, actually uh, started a, a veterans awareness group. Uh, we, we tried to recall a senator because uh, she was blocking uh, PTSD uh, funding for Dr. Sue Sicily. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's so I've, I've come into contact with many, many uh, vets at this point uh, in, in all uh, service. And it's always the same chorus. And often they don't have uh, or they've never had cannabis before, but they see that immediate change. And, and sometimes it's just subtle enough to where they can go out in public, uh, you know, in, in groups of people where they wouldn't have been able to before. And mm -hmm. I just it, it boggles my mind that we don't we don't research this. We don't listen to the, these, these, these people that are coming up and, and more and more in droves uh, that this is beneficial to me and what you're giving me now is not. 
Um, mm-hmm. And we've we've got to make these changes. We got to make these changes. So so gentlemen like yourself that are getting out and in, into those in uncomfortable positions. I mean, you know, having to uh, speak to a senator is not necessarily a uh, comfortable scenario. <laughs> right. You know, and it's, it's it's only driving me to run for office in 2018. Um, and I'm I'm hoping to uh, not not so much gather support for myself, but just to, just to encourage everybody to run for like their state representative just flood the office get these turds out of office you know they're not doing good for the general population this country is getting worse and worse and worse and um i found that um you know with this general life and reality like the things that they tell us if i do the exact opposite i come out pretty okay but you know we're, we're just digging our holes deeper and deeper and deeper and um you know it's it's awesome that I get to go around the country and share my story because it, it opens up other people to share their story. And then you find other people who, you know, are in the same boat and we just, our, our, our group is getting bigger and bigger. The family is getting bigger. And, um, you know, it's hopefully, you know, we can make some change because there's a lot of people calling for war and I don't, I don't want that. You know, it's people are looking for blood now. It's, it's getting ugly and it's, it's really sad what's going on in our country. And all they have to do is listen and they don't. It, it boggles the mind. It really does that our, our first uh, inclination would just be to uh, put our, our most valuable resource in jeopardy. And that's our people uh, yeah. to, uh, you know, to, to find over these, these arguments, these petty offenses, or, you know, just where we want to gain a strategic market advantage over the world. It's, it, it's, it's the worst way to, to spend our lives uh, for, for that. You know, I mean, my heart goes out to all uh, that uh, have had to endure this uh, on our behalf. And, of course, we all thank uh, you guys for, for what you do and have done for us, uh, even if we can never pay back the time. Um, so, you know, what are the, uh, the next steps um, for the organization? Uh, what, uh, what do you have uh, planned for the, uh, the Green Union? Well, it's, um, you know, like I said, you know, things kind of suck the way they are. And so, you know, we're just trying to change things one step at a time. We're going to, you know, make, keep maintained in the community and uh, reaching out if anybody needs help and just kind of continue to grow, not necessarily as a green union, but just good hearted people who want to make a difference in this world. And, um, and then that's pretty much it, just doing the same thing we're doing and um, just trying to really change the hearts and minds in a peaceful manner. And that's, that's the biggest message that we preach is peace. You know, uh, the president, Steve, he's got one of the biggest hearts I know and, He's joined me on the road going down to going around the country at various um, cannabis cups through high times speaking to veterans. And so we've been able to reach just so many different people who, you know, have the, have the same, same goals in mind. Well, we definitely want to make sure that we can get, uh, get you guys as visible as possible. Um, we got to take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we've got Dakota Blue uh, with the Green Union. I'm Dave Inman, State of Cannabis. We'll be right back with you, folks. Stay tuned for more State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com, when we return. Play as Ted Growing, expelled botany sophomore and the biggest grower in town, only on Weed Firm Replanted, available on the App Store and Google Play. It's a lot of work being the biggest grower in town. Maintaining a room full of plants while dealing with a slew of eccentric customers, from a hardcore partier to the curious neighbor next door. Is anybody home? Help me expand my bud business by unlocking new strains, customizing my grow room, and completing challenges that you can't get enough of. Grow your empire so big you can see it from space. 
Low on funds? Don't worry. Weed Firm Replanted is free to download. Download Weed Firm Replanted for free on the App Store and Google Play today. Get growing, Mr. Growing. The cannabis business industry is growing. Business is booming. And as new opportunities arise in newly legalized states, each market is getting more competitive. Today, it takes more than just being a good grower. Do you have the resources to market and handle this ever-changing business landscape? Let Canna Management Corporation help you grow your Canna business with our vast resources and experience to make your business a fully functional service company. Financial management, HR, sales, marketing, efficiency, and more. CMC has the experience and the expertise to improve your business and help you better meet the demands of your clients and customers. Call Canna Management Corporation and let our team get you ready to grow. 415-269-8015. That's 415-269-8015. Or visit canna-management.com. Growing green to generate more green. Talking with multi-cup award winner Maya Elizabeth. The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman. I've always followed Whoopi, and I think she's fantastic. I've followed her advocacy over the years. Tell me a little bit how you think partnering with a mainstream, high-profile figure actually benefits the cannabis community as a whole. I have infinite respect for Whoopi Goldberg. I wouldn't just partner with any into that kind of thing. I'm into cannabis medicine, and I'm into making quality products that people can find relief from. So to hear that her vision was actually the same. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines, welcome back to the State of Cannabis. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Once again, here's Dave Inman. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us today, we have Dakota Blue, uh, Vice President of the Green Union. So uh, we've been talking about a couple of different topics. Obviously, the uh, the interaction that you had with uh, Senator Jones, uh, you know, the the, the PTS. Um, and, uh, you know, I... I you had mentioned something earlier on, you know, basically the the jackboot thugs, you know, uh, and and them taking your uh, your 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 belongings. So, you know, this is this is something that's actually plaguing every uh, state is the uh, the asset forfeiture. So, yeah. um, tell me, uh, tell me from your point of view over there, uh, you know, what uh, what can be done to amend this, and what are our biggest challenges right now with it? Well, we we fought it. Um, I think it was within the last year we fought it. They, they changed everything. And, you know, basically it says you, you don't have, you don't have to be charged with the crime for them to come seize your assets and everything. And it's, it's awful. It's awful. And, you know, the way the law is written, you know, these police officers can kick in your door, throw flashbangs, shoot your dog, um, terrorize families, you know, if they throw the parents on the ground, they, they swoop up the kids, maybe send them off to a, uh, you know, foster service or CPS. And then they take every value. And not only do they take everything of value, but in, in, in a bunch of instances, the police went through like, and just tore apart the house. I'm talking about like urinating on things. Um, they take like in one instance, they took a sex lube of one lady and sprayed it all over the books of her daughter in her daughter's room. And then they take all these sex toys and they put them in a pile with all the you know weed and all the guns or whatever and all the money. And then they take these pictures and then they blackmail people into taking pleas and say, <laughs> we're going to release these photos out to the public if you don't take a plea. And it's, yeah, man, 
you know, and when I was in Iraq, I, we did kind of the same thing. You know, we, we kicked in some doors and we'd round up the family. We'd get everybody outside and separated. We'd go through all their stuff. And um, if they had weapons, we'd take them. And uh, there was a lot of times when I was over there, I personally felt like a thug. And so I thought that I could personally relate with what's going on. It's not that, you know, my quarrel is with the police officers. It's with the law that allows it to happen because I know that there's police officers that go in there and they do this thing. And I know they see things that are wrong. And then there's police officers that go in there and they enjoy doing it because one, they either think they're doing what they're doing is right. And two, they just, they get pure pleasure out of just wrecking things because they're allowed to. And I, I was in the same situation. You know, when I was in the battle of Fallujah, um, I go into a house and I just start smashing things because I could. And I, I had fun with it because I could get away with it. And it wasn't until later where I realized it was wrong. And so I, we need to find a way to put a stop to that. And I think changing the law rather than going after the police is the right way to do it. Because I, you know, I have a lot of friends that got out of the military, became police officers. I have family in other states that are police officers. And I, I, I freaking love them, man. You know, they strap on a bulletproof breast and they go out and they do their job. And, you know, when you're in that kind of a structured environment where, um, you're in a military setting, you can't just speak out against, you know, the wrongdoings because you have a chain of command that'll shut you down. You got your buddies, you know, who, if you speak out against them, they think you're a traitor or a rat. And so it's, it's really hard to, um, to do anything on that kind of level to change things within the police department. And they also spend a lot of money lobbying against us too. So we have to beat them at their own game in the legislature. And that's um, uh, by becoming our legislatures, by, by becoming yeah. our state representatives, by becoming judges and justice of the peace and becoming those people. That's the only way we can beat yeah. them. If you can't beat them, join them. And uh, everybody needs to run for sheriff. The sheriff is like the highest authority in the land and in the county. So everybody run for sheriff. And we're not going to, everybody's not going to get in, but we can start with some and start making a difference because I mean, dude, we're wasting so much time just saying within the law that cannabis is good and that it helps because now, you know, me as a veteran, I have to go out and I got to hunt for specific strains that work for me. I got to find specific strains that work for veterans because, you know, there's, I could try one thing and it might actually up my anxiety as to where another thing, you know, lowers my anxiety. So it's, it's a massive, um, uh, I can't say that word. It's a massive cluster of, um, <laughs> evil, I guess you can say, you know, and it, 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 it's what it is. It's evil. And yes. so, you know, I'm taking it to that level where we're standing, standing up against evil because, you know, it, 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 it's, to, you know, I mean, who else is going to do yeah. it if we don't? Exactly. And, exactly. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, the asset forfeiture is just really, it's been uh, horrific. You know, I, I actually, I talked to a, a gentleman uh, in Southern Arizona that had an original Bob Ross taken from him and, you know, oh, you know happy trees, an original Bob Ross. I mean, my heart broke just hearing that. Uh, of course, you know, he was, he, you know, he was hemmed up with, uh, you know, sales cultivation kind of stuff. But it's it's incredible that uh, you know not just in Michigan but everywhere when we deal with asset forfeiture it uh, you don't have to be charged with a crime uh, just nope. suspected of this crime and then 
even if you aren't charged with the crime, you then wind up having to plead for your material back. Exactly. And sometimes it just doesn't happen. And it's just, in my in my humble opinion, a preposterous uh, notion that uh, our police can just take from us without actually ever being uh, convicted of that crime. And it, it's rampant. Um, and, of course, mm -hmm. you know most police forces don't want to change that because that directly benefits their bottom line. They can hire new uh, 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 guys. They can bring in more, uh, you know, more equipment. Uh, like here in Arizona with Sheriff Joe, he can bring in more tanks because, you know, policing yeah. our people require tanks. But, you know, we, we actually were, we're all out of time. Uh, Dakota, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Um, I want to follow the progress of – of your wonderful organization and uh, hopefully when you're in Arizona uh, next time or, or if you make it out here I'd love to, to meet with you and uh, to, uh, pull a couple of tubes <laughs> <laughs> absolutely man thanks for having me on it was a real pleasure you guys uh, take care okay absolutely and, and I'd like to thank all of you for joining us for this edition of the State of Cannabis uh, I'm Dave Inman you can download past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com uh, or subscribing to the show on iTunes Stitcher and iHeartRadio also you can follow the show on Twitter Facebook and Google Plus uh, don't forget to like and comment I'm Dave Inman and we'll talk with you next time The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.